Welcome into the Grace Point Daily Podcast. My name is Jeremiah Johnson. This is going to be a verse-by-verse edition with Rick Maynard. Here on the Grace Point Daily Podcast, we exist to bring you daily encouragement for your daily walk with Christ. We are now kind of firmly into the 2020 years, so we're getting back into the groove. So thank you for all of you that listen. You can listen to us anywhere, Spotify, Apple, iTunes, anywhere that you can find podcasts. You can find the Grace Point Daily Podcast. We also encourage you, send us a message. You can do that anytime, email those kind of things, gracepointdaily at gmail.com. And also on the Anchor platform, there's a support button. If you want to smash that, you can support this podcast. We appreciate it very much, all of you that are listening all across the world. So Rick Maynard, welcome to the Grace Point Daily Podcast. Good morning. You are taking us through the word. It's a great time of year as we're in 2020. We hear so many conversations, people talking about reading the Bible, reading the Bible through, et cetera, et cetera. So you're helping us do that. Thank you very much. I'm trying to. All right. So let's get into it. We are in 1 Kings. Take us through. Chapter 8, verse, uh, we read verse 59, and I'm, we're not going to really talk too much about it. It's more of a lead in to uh, where we're going here for just a minute. But let me just read it again. And may these words of mine, which I have prayed before the Lord, be near to the Lord our God day and night, that he may uphold the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel according to each day's need. So we talked about that, about God being near about God hearing our prayers no matter how we feel we know that uh, that he heard the prayer but I just had to ask the question to myself here but um, it says upholding the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel according to each day's need and I just had to think uh, about and I've I've asked this question many times through teaching Sunday school or whatever but you know can you tell the difference what's the difference between a Christian and a non-Christian and, you know, that question's kind of a loaded question, but, you know, even Christians can't really answer that sometimes. Well, I'm, I'm uh, going to heaven and they're not, or, <laughs> uh, you know, it just kind of seems to come down to like one thing that they're, you know, I'm better in this sense than somebody else is because I'm, well, I'm saved. That's, that's the extent of their explanation. But, but I found that, and I don't know where this, um, I didn't write down, I mean, it was a, uh, legitimate site that does uh, surveys and those kind of things. And and so, uh, you know, talking about whether Christians, it's kind of like, are Christians healthier than non-Christians? Are Christians happier than non-Christians? You know, can you tell a difference there? Can somebody tell, you know, I would hope that in my conversation and my attitude that somebody could tell that I was a Christian. But uh, I don't know that that's always the case. So I want to, I'm just going to take a little detour here and talk about some of these statistics because I just thought it was interesting. And this was a, this is a survey of religiously active people. Now, I think the way they determined whether they're religiously active, do they regularly attend church? Do they read their Bible? Do they pray? Mm -hmm. It's kind of, you know, not just a claim to be a Christian. You had to meet that criteria to fall into the active Christians for this survey. And so, uh, talking about how many people believe uh, they are really happy. They're truly happy with life. And uh, it's, it's really funny because in Mexico where, you know, I've been to Mexico, you've been to Mexico, you've seen the poverty. Uh, I've seen those, you know, little ladies, I'm so thankful for everything God's done for me, and they don't mm-hmm. have a dime to their name, you know. And so... Uh, but in Mexico, 71% of active Christians say they're happy. In the United States, 36%. Uh, 
of active Christians say they're happy. <laughs> and so, in a, you know, we think that it's about money makes us happy, things make us happy, uh, a nice church makes us a nice car, a nice house, all those things. But in the truth, um, 71% in Mexico and 36% here. And it, even inactive Christians, so that it goes to the inactive, those who aren't in church all the time or whatever, 64%. In Mexico, said they were very happy. Sixty-one percent of those uh, that were that didn't attend church or do anything said they were happy. There were, so, in other words, there was only from sixty-one to seventy-one percent in Mexico between Christians and non-Christians. Ten percent more were happier hmm. that were were Christians in the United States. Thirty-six percent of the active people, twenty-five percent of inactive people, say they're very happy. So, an eleven percent difference is all there is. And, of course, even worse than that is only 36% of active Christians say they're very happy. I mean, it just seems, and I don't know, we all probably gauge um, happiness differently, too. I don't know where that, you know, where that comes in. But, yeah. um, and then, in, uh, and I just looked at the worst is Belarus, and I'm not sure exactly where that is. I'm not, my geography is not uh, great, but... Only 11% of active Christians there said they were happy. Wow. I mean, that's pretty sad. And 11% of those who have nothing to do with Christianity said they were very happy. So the same mm. percentage in Belarus. Wow. So I'm trying to find, I wish I, I should post the link later on if you go into our podcast, but I, I printed this off earlier. The Sims of God, which is the organization mm-hmm. that I'm an ordained minister with, has made a huge push for Bible literacy. And they did right. a huge survey with George Barna. Uh, and their findings were that uh, in terms of those happiness, mm-hmm. uh, giving, attending church was not so much people that scored or averaged really high or well. And those all those categories wasn't so much about being a Christian, but those who were actually Christians that were consistently in the word right rated so much higher so that's again the beauty of this particular podcast the verse by verse or getting into the word is because a lot of people are a christian right or church attendance but basically their findings were that nothing can supplement joy happiness until you become a christian that right. is consistently in the word that that completely transforms and changes your life Right. Well, it's, uh, you know, if you, people don't look at the seriousness of the word, it, you know, we, oh, God, speak to me, you know, but, mm-hmm. <laughs> well, he did. Yeah. And, and we don't want, <laughs> we want to hear the voice. We want to have him sit in the room with us, not, not read about it. Yeah. You know, the prophetic word, the preacher. Mm-hmm. And then, and some people, their full extent of, um, uh, study or whatever. Well, they don't study. Many people come to church on Sunday, and it's the pastor's job. He's got thirty to forty minutes to give them all of the word that they need on a Sunday morning, <laughs> and maybe on a Sunday night, and maybe on a Wednesday. So, the full extent of some people might be thirty minutes each. Yeah, literally, hour and a half a week. <laughs> literally, for and sure. that's listening to what you've told them. Not, not. Uh, Maybe that's not where they're at. Yeah, what exactly. you're preaching—that's not mm-hmm. what they needed that day. Yep. But maybe they'd have found it in the Word. But they're depending on you mm-hmm. and timing to have just the right sermon at just the right time. You know. So, um, and and just a couple others. And we're not. I, I don't want to, you know, read through and spend the whole podcast on this. But um, three out of twenty-six countries say they're more healthy because of religion. 
U.S., Taiwan, and Mexico are three that say they're more healthy because of religion. And, it, you know, and I struggle in this area sometimes, and we, you've talked a lot about healing and, and uh, you know, seeing the miraculous and those kind of things. But, but you do struggle sometimes because you see Christians sick and you see Christians die. And, you know, there are times if you were a, uh, a realist, if you just looked at the facts of things, a lot of times I don't know what the overall facts are about whether Christians are more healthy or not. But uh, they may claim to be, or sometimes we don't know. It's like, I don't know what I might have suffered if I hadn't been a Christian. So you have to have some faith that God has kept us from some things too. Yeah. Not all of our faith is based on what we've seen. Most of our faith is based on what we haven't seen, mm-hmm. what yep. we don't know about how God has taken care of us. So, um, <laughs> And these are just uh, how many people, and this, these are the high re, highly religious, uh, how many people um, told a white lie last week, 45%, how many over ate, 51%, how many exercised, 43%, how many recycled, 46 how many donated money, 65%. So the, the differences were only uh, the highly religious, 41% or 45% told a white lie, the non-religious, 39%. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, uh, and, and in all of these categories, there's only like a 3% difference between the non-religious and the religious when it comes to these all of these issues that are listed here. Um, it's pretty, I mean, really, it's kind of a sad <laughs> Right survey yep. because if you, in other words, if a if a non Christian came to me with these statistics, and said what what's the benefit? Yeah, you know what what what's another, the benefit another one you hear a lot is uh, in regards to marriage and divorce. Mm-hmm. Uh, divorce being roughly the same percentage in the church outside of the church. Right, right. Christian non Christian, and it's you know I I don't have the explanation for that other than maybe the Christians are not. The true Christian. I mean, you know what I mean. Yeah, they're uh, the people who claim to be Christians are just in their mind. They don't really practice or read their Bible or mm-hmm. attend church or have relationship uh, in that sense. But um, yeah, I, I was so convinced. Again, I wish I could find that survey for you and for our listening audience regarding this uh, Barna survey in mm-hmm. terms of Bible literacy. I was so convinced it was a word. It's the word, right. and that was their whole argument. Even someone like myself, who is a tongue talking. Pentecostal mm-hmm. Christian, that, that's what category I would fall underneath. So a lot of times people say, who praying to, well, we're just more spiritual, right? right. Uh, naturally. Uh, but even that survey expressed that a Pentecostal or tongue-talking Christian who's not in the word right. still doesn't rate or exceed in these categories, love, joy. They talked about love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, gentleness, mm-hmm. self-control, the fruits of the spirit. Right. They did not excel in those characteristics more than someone who didn't pray. So again, what's the difference? The difference I I firmly believe I was convinced uh, I became a believer after that presentation is really the word. So nothing, there is nothing that can replace the consistency of God's word in our life on a regular basis. My praying, I can pray in tongues 24 hours a day. Mm -hmm. If I don't have the word, it's, it's still not good enough. it, It still doesn't replace that foundational thing that needs to be in my life on a regular basis. Right. And I, I hear people say, well, you know, the Bible is boring or it's, you know, well, then find, you yeah, know, you're find boring. No. books about <laughs> the Bible. I mean, 
find a book that tells the story of Moses or something to get the you know the meat of it if you're not actually going to read yeah. the verse by verse and and read so the many King versions James. now yeah. i tell people that you know i mean we're not a king james only church right or podcast uh but right. <laughs> anyway a lot of people there's so many cool versions i read i read multiple versions all the time again i don't know in my preaching i don't know if people get annoyed but i'm bouncing around all the time using Mm-hmm. Different versions, the voice, the passion translation, amplified, NIV, the expanded version, right. uh, the message, all these kind of things, uh, ESV here and there, uh, just because it's it kind of gives cool different twists and flavors to what the scripture is saying. So right. Right. Th- we're going through this story uh, in, in our church, trying people. That's one way I've encouraged people. It's a way of reading chronologically a bridge a little bit different flavor twist to kind of get in the word i did have one person say oh i kind of like read this was kind of cool help me to read is a little bit more like a story right that i could read better so yeah right well i figured you probably did that because if you use enough versions people can't keep up with you right. they don't know if you're reading the bible or not see <laughs> oh man i was i've always had the gospel according to rick yep. version you know that's one that i practice quite hey, often but you could be the next eugene patterson uh, i don't know he wrote the is. message oh, he's the, the author of the message yeah. so yeah and he's dead, so we need a new, a new person, a new Peter. version to arise. <laughs> Peterson, wasn't it? Not Patterson. Peterson, there you go. Eugene there you go. Peterson. See, John knew more than you did okay. about that. Praise God. Yeah. That's what it's all about. Your life goal before you die. <laughs> the RSV. Right. RMSV. Uh-huh. Or what? Some- <laughs> anyway, moving along. Well, I'm just, I, I'm going to read a couple of these others and we'll move on to the next verse. But um, uh, percentage of Christians who say that. The, these things are essential part of being a Christian. Being grateful, only 71%. Sounds like a high percent, but depends on what you're looking at. That means 29% of people think it's not important mm-hmm. to be grateful. Uh, forgiving others, 69%. Being honest, 67 uh, You know, Helping the poor, only 52% felt that that was an essential part of being a Christian, helping the poor. Wow. Uh, reading. Well, here you go. Reading the Bible, only 42% of people say it's an essential part of being a Christian. Mm-hmm. Now, that's that's Christian speaking. That's not non-Christians saying, yeah. I don't think it's important. <laughs> it's Christians saying that. Right, um, yep. Attending church, only 35. 35% of all Christians think that attending church is an essential part of being wow. a Christian. Yep. So, uh, you know, dressing modest, modestly, 26%. Only 26% of Christians think it's important to dress modestly Hmm. so uh, you know i I just i said that all just out of there's all kinds of statistics you can look up all kinds of surveys but just the idea that um is there a difference you know and i Mm -hmm. i think you look at those kind of things it makes you maybe reflect on yourself am i am i you know i always heard the verse come out from among them and be separate well that meant you were supposed to look a certain (laughs) way you know I remember one time somebody at the hospital one time I'd worked there several years and I was talking to him one day and I got talking about church and they said, Oh, I didn't know you were a Christian. (laughs) And it really bothered me because I, I started thinking, well, what have I done that was not Christ-like? You know, what have I Mm -hmm. said or done or, but honestly, I, I, I really hadn't done anything. I wasn't, like flirting with the nurses, I, I wasn't telling dirty jokes, I wasn't uh-huh. being non-Christian, but I honestly believe that <laughs> that it was her perspective of what she thought a Christian was, because I was always joking and having fun, and 
Well, I don't think they thought Christians acted like that. Yeah. And I think that's where that <laughs> statement came from, not wow. because I was doing wrong things, but their perspective of what a Christian looks like, you know. So so I do want to be I do want to come out and be separate, but not to the point that people are pushed away because I've set myself up as, you know, mm-hmm. looking a certain way because that's what Christians look like. Yeah. You know, Christians don't have long hair. Christians don't have tattoos. Christians don't have piercings. I mean, we have all those things now that I never thought I'd be talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not old, <laughs> old, but I never thought in my lifetime that would be issues that we'd yeah. be dealing with. But anyway, we'll get back to the scripture here. Verse uh, 53, eight, or eight, 858, I'm sorry. May he turn our hearts to him to walk in his ways and to keep the commands, decrees, regulations, he gave our fathers, uh, you know, he doesn't owe us anything. We owe him. May we keep the commands. May we keep the decrees. May we keep the regulations. Uh, that's all part of it. It's not about the set of laws, but we do that not because it's a law. We do that because we love him. You know, I there are things that that I treat my wife a certain way because I love her, not because I read a book that said, here are the things that a husband should do. And, uh, you know, those books, those marriage books, there's there's a lot of good information there. That we can all learn things. But there are many times we treat our spouse a certain way because we love them, not because of a, a set of rules. You know, we shouldn't have that attitude with God. Well, if I can I do this and still go to heaven? Well, that shouldn't be the attitude. The attitude should be, you know, I love the Lord enough that if that's a problem, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I love my wife enough that if there's a subject she doesn't want to discuss, I, I don't discuss that, you know. Uh, so I'm not saying I'm perfect in that either. I, I fail. I bring up things that maybe I shouldn't talk about or whatever. But um, but it's not about the rules and regulations. But if we love him, we will keep those. If you love me, you'll keep my commandments. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's pretty simple. Verse 60 says, so that all the people of the earth may know that that uh, the Lord is God and that there is no other. Uh, it's talking about all, it's not talking about just so the Christians know it. It's talking about the saved, the unsaved, the Jew, the Gentile. So everybody will know that, uh, that we're Christians, in other words. So, and it's, if we keep those laws, that's what it's saying. The previous verse says, if you keep these things, then all people will know that you are my people, that you're saved, in other words. Um, and then that, that the Lord is God. In other words, there's one God. That's the, that's the issue, too. Mm-hmm. Well, there's, there's more than one God. We can, you know, we can uh, have our own gods. We can have these things that, you know, that I worship that's okay. I mean, we, and we don't think they're idols. We don't think they're taking the place of God, but, but they are. And mm-hmm. I think every day we have to ask ourselves, you know, I need to be careful that I don't love this thing so much that it takes the place of of uh, God in our lives. But I, I mentioned this in uh, my Sunday school class. Some people knew, and I don't know whether uh, anybody listening knows the song or not. But one time in high school, and I think I still got a copy of the the ad that had my picture in the paper, and they interviewed like, I don't know, maybe six or eight uh, high school kids. 
And the question was, uh, is there a God? Or how do you know there's a God? And everybody just had, you know, just a short paragraph that they had on uh, their take on that. And it was, I think, kids out of the Bible club. We had a Bible club at school at the time. And uh, I read my little article, and there's a, a song that was way back, because that was in the 70s. I don't know when the song was written. But it was called, If God is Dead, Then Who's This Living in My Heart? And that would be, you probably have never heard that. Mm-mm. It's probably a maybe like an old Gaither-type song or something like that. But That was even before Carmen. Before Carmen. <laughs> Pre-Carmen time. Whoa. So, no, because he was born in the 50s. Oh, yeah. So. Well, his first album came out in 1979, he said. 79, yeah. On our podcast, yeah. so. Yeah, well, it was probably a Carmen song then, but no, it doesn't sound like Carmen. <laughs> but, but uh, and I, I won't uh, punish you all by singing the song for you, but some of the people in my Sunday school class, some of the older people knew that song. and But, you know, I thought that's not a, uh, that's not a good answer. If God is dead, then who's this living in my heart? That doesn't mean a thing to the non-Christian. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know, to us, if you're in the church, then it's like, yeah, that, you know, that makes sense. God's in our heart or whatever. But it's pretty cheesy sounding if somebody says, well, you know, God's not, a, well, if God's dead, then who's this living in my heart? Are you retracting that? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm retracting that. I need to print, have that printed in the Carthage paper now right. that Rick Maynard doesn't still believe. Years later. Yeah. That would have been uh, about 1973, maybe, something like that. So, uh, But that was my explanation. You know, I, I sh- we should talk about being delivered. You know, I was in bondage. I was, you know, a slave, and now I'm free. I mm-hmm. mean, those kind of things should be how do you know there's a god because you know my life has changed because i have purpose in my life because i have a a hope for the future i i can't imagine i can't imagine a life without hope yeah i I can't imagine living my life and especially when you have problems now you know if you're living and you're healthy and you're rich and you know you're partying and everything's good and you feel happy with that a lot of those people just think, well, I'm going to get all I can before I die. You know, I'm going to I'm going to live it up till I die because after I die there's nothing else. And I can't imagine what happens when you when you um don't have the money. What happens when you don't have the health? What happens when you know you get older and you're looking at the end of your life, not at the uh the middle or the beginning of your life? What happens then and you have no hope? Mm-hmm. Then are you going to sit around and say, "Man, I'm I'm uh, 60 and I got heart disease and I've had a stroke and I can't hardly walk and so now I've got to live out the next 20 or 30 years of my life in pain and suffering and then I die and that's the end." I, I can't imagine looking back on my life and thinking that everything I've lived up till now is all there is. And mm-hmm. you know, I don't. I mean. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants to die to get there. That's the that's yeah. the whole issue. But, you know, I pray all the time, Lord, come quick. You know, <laughs> I don't want to die. I don't want somebody to grieve over me. I don't want my family and friends to die and have to grieve over them. But I think of that. Uh, I was like Googling atheist and Stephen Hawking. You remember him? Uh-huh. He was a guy in a wheelchair and all, you know. Right. I wonder what his final days were like. 
I know. You know, disbelieving in God, anti-God for all those years, Mm -hmm. disease, massive disease and sickness, and getting to the end. Right. I just, I can't imagine life without hope. That is the the bottom line, I believe, for the whole thing is is that we have hope. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, if somebody wants to say, well, hey, do you know there's a God? Because I have, because I have hope. I have a belief that there's Mm -hmm. something else, that this is not all that's there so and you know what you're not going to convince anybody you can say everything you want right. to say <laughs> if they're adamant that they don't believe then uh, you know you're not going to change their mind uh, the best thing i heard was somebody one time said uh, there are no true atheists and i thought well you know a lot of people say they don't believe in god or or whatever and what he was saying is you have to think about um the overall knowledge that a person has available to them. So, you know, say there's um, say there's a million pieces of information, and that would be a pretty uh, soft number. But if there was a million pieces of information, how many of that? How many of that million do you possess? Well, maybe a hundred. Well, so do you think in the rest of that, even if I possessed a million, or or a hundred thousand. Mm-hmm. Well, I only have ten percent of all the knowledge in the world. Well, do you think in that ninety percent there could be a God? Something you don't know and don't un- yeah. you don't know everything. So, an atheist may not believe, but they don't say, "I know there's no God," because there's no way that anybody can know there is no God mm-hmm. because they don't know everything. And so, somewhere in their lack of knowledge, is there a God out there? That's the other. Uh, issue with with the atheist or yeah agnostics or whatever so yep. um uh where am i at? verse 61 but your hearts must be fully committed to the lord our god to live by his decrees and obey his commands as at this time so you know are we fully committed is it something we do when it's convenient those are the questions and again we ask ourselves i can't answer that for anybody uh, i don't know why people don't come to church you know, I've made lots of judgments. <laughs> well, they can do this, but they don't come to church. I don't know what their reasons are. Sometimes it may be just uh, laziness or whatever you want to call it. But uh, but there's lots of reasons people don't go to church. I can't make that judgment. There's a lot of, lot of health issues, um, maybe anxiety issues that they can't be in large crowds. You know, there may be a lot of issues um so it's not all about coming to the church either, just to show that you believe in God. But, but Jesus and and what you know, what is it? Are we fully committed, or is there something else? And it shouldn't be Jesus and something else in our life. It should be Jesus only mm-hmm. in our life. But it's we want to share other things with Him. You know that thou, thou shalt not have any other gods before me, but thou shalt not have any gods with me, mm-hmm. you know, alongside me, I think is, is a better, uh, I know an atheist would say they don't have any gods, but we put things before God or we put things alongside God and it's still an issue. Mm-hmm. You don't get to, to have both. And it, and I like this, it says, it, these people were in a, a good place at this, um, at this time. And so it says, uh, obey his commands as at this time. In other words, they were living. He's Solomon's talking to them about things are good right now, and 
sometimes, you know, we have uh, highs and lows in our life. I have good times. I have bad times. You know, we, we go back through. We look at pictures. Man, that was a good time. Man, that was a fun vacation. We look at those things. And then we have other pictures where somebody's in the hospital or something along that. And it's like, man, those were bad times. And so we have our, our ups and downs. You know, the economy has its ups and downs. You know, back in 2008, things just fell apart. I mean, the real estate business was bad. You couldn't <laughs> sell. Uh, it, it was just a bad time during that time. You know, now, honestly, we li- we're living in a really good financial situation right now. Maybe not everybody feels that, mm-hmm. but overall, we are in a good situation right now. And I've always said, I don't understand e- economics, but I've always thought, how come when we get in a good position, we don't just freeze everything? You know, okay, everybody's going to make this amount of money. The interest rate's going to be this. The price of houses is going to be this. price of a car is going to be – because, you know, minimum wage just went up. Yeah. And it went up $2 an hour. Well, now you and I have to pay more <laughs> for our hamburgers because yeah. the guy working at McDonald's or whatever got a $2 an hour raise. You know, it's it it doesn't help us. Why can't we freeze it where it is? And I think that's what this verse is. It's not talking about the economy and working at McDonald's. Well, it probably was the, the uh, Egyptian McDonald's at the mm-hmm. time. That's probably what they were talking about. but And that area of the world is KFC, so it's probably KFC. Oh, yeah. You go yeah, to Africa be. now, there's KFC everywhere. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we know it's not uh, barbecue pork. Right. So, But uh, uh, but it says uh, keeping the commands as you are at this time. You know, why Why can't our lives be uh, – I mean, I want uh, we want to be on the high all the time. You know, I have times in church where – I know the Spirit's always here. I don't mean to say sometimes Jesus shows up and sometimes he doesn't. But sometimes it's just more to me, maybe not to everybody else, but there are times it just feels bad. I don't I don't know how to express it. Mm-hmm. But there's sometimes you feel like you're just sitting and soaking in the presence and and you're sitting there like that and you're like, why can't life be yeah, like this? Just stay there. <laughs> I mean, why... Do I have to walk away from this and go to work and pound nails? And, you know, why do I have to drive my car down the road and deal Uh with all the people on the road or whatever it is that bothers us? Why can't we live in that kind of spirituality Mm -hmm. 24 hours a day? Someday we will. You know, again, we were talking about hope. That is my hope. Someday Mm -hmm. it is going to feel like that 24 hours a day. Someday... When we live in his presence, we will live in his presence. It won't be that uh, partial uh, thing. And so so I think, you know, find those times, and that's what we should strive for. We should, we should have those moments in our life where we, where we live for the Lord and it just feels right. Things are, are good, and th- we need to remember those times mm-hmm. that uh, when we have the bad times and things are at the low, we need to remember that that's, the low part is not who God is. That's not where God uh, wants us to stay, where he wants us to live. That's not where we're going to spend eternity in that low. Mm-hmm. But sometimes that high is going to be higher. But but we need to remember that that high was there, that feeling of his presence and that yeah. soaking in his presence uh, and strive to find that at every opportunity. 
The good joke I heard the other day, I told my daughters last night before they went to bed, I was listening to a Christian comedian and he said, I was in church the other day and I heard the preacher say, God's moving here today. And the, and the comedian said, he's like, man, of all, of all the places in the world, I didn't think God would want to move here. Oh. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've been getting my U-Haul. <laughs> yeah. You know, Florida, I didn't realize he, he wanted to move here. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I thought he moved someplace else the other day. He moves a lot. Anyway, that's we probably should quit there. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, guys, get into the Word. It's just that foundational truth of how important the Word of the Lord is to our individual lives, how it carries us, it sustains us, it puts us on a better pathway towards successful Christian living, if you will. And you will find, you know, there's still going to be highs and lows, but I think the one thing that the Word does is it brings a consistency into our lives to uh, maybe the situations are high and low, but we don't have to go as high and as low in those situations because that word, the the word, brings consistency, continuity into our spiritual life. So you get into it this year and you join us as well. Thanks for listening, guys. We'll talk to you next time.